Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the forefront they have faith in you. You should have been YouTube channel. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you, every single one of you, for doing so. Yes, and you supported us. So without you, it wouldn't have been possible. We're on 200 right now, and we're beginning the march to 300. So thank you so much, all of you, for your effort, your time, and your energy. And America thanks you. All right. Thanks for. <laughs> thank you so much for that. Seriously, guys, it's cool stuff. We're live for the Plaza Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour. We're going to talk AL East today. We're going to focus in on a division as Phil Goyette's going to give you some of his tidbits, some of the players he likes, not a whole list because we only have a half-hour show here. So we'll give you a little nibble from each team in the American League East. Does that sound reasonable, Phil? That sounds great, yeah. All right. A division with a lot of talent, I think. Ooh, mama, there's a lot of talent. There's no doubt about it. This thing is loaded. It's filled to the brim, and the Rays alone bring a lot. The Rays and Jays bring a ton of energy. And then, of course, we talked about the Yankees a million times and all the resources they have. So this is a stacked division when it comes to resources. Yeah, none of the teams are have a bad farm system, really. Maybe the Blue Jays are the worst one in the division after looking at it. Oh, but wow, really? That's pretty no, wild. Yeah, just because they, they – what's what happens when you do well – and you have Vladdy come up, and you have Boba come up, and so Alec Manoa come up and succeed. So, yeah, and Nate Pearson shit the bed. So, well, so far, so far, but maybe Ooh, it's, so far, Uh-oh. maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Anyway, <laughs> maybe it's not permanent. I like that. Uh, Christian Crespo in the house. Christian yeah. filled in for Phil last week, so thank you for doing that, Christian. I listened to the show. I was making the kids dinner tonight, so I thought Christian did a super job. Super job. He, he brought up uh, one of the Yankees guys we'll talk about tonight. Um, but the one thing I that Christian said that was like so just dead on was when you guys were talking about dynasty leagues and joining new ones. 
And like Christian said, well, the best part about the Dynasty League is the draft, like that initial draft. So that's what everybody wants to do. You know, it's like when you get yep. the at Christmas. But listen, <laughs> Dynasty Leagues aren't a toy. Dynasty Leagues are forever, just like a puppy. So, Ooh, You're not kidding there, Phil. Don't forget, Plaza totally Podcast, right two now. L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. And you and I are doing a draft right now, aren't we? We are, yes. We got another one starting in the morning tomorrow. You do? Man. Yes. You're on fire. Yeah, we're in fuego. That's it. That's it for this. Uh, no more nothing startups. Nothing. Too much. That's too it. much. Too okay. soon. <laughs> That's right. Too much, man. You took too much. It's shocking how many dynasty leagues can become available. There's a lot of lot of excitement, more than ever. For Dynasty Leagues, people want to start new ones, and it seems to be becoming a real fad, even though baseball is kind of dying because there's a lockout and it drags on and on. But we're not here to be bummed out. We're here to have a good time, celebrate our 200 subscribers. Christian says, thank you. Was it Anthony Garcia? Oh, it boy, sure is. maybe it was. It sure oh, it is. is. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. Yeah. What do we have for him, Johnny? <laughs> well, we Christian, have prize. no prizes. <laughs> the new owner of a new gonna get nothing. Kia Sportage. Ooh, a Kia Sportage. That sounds nice. You'll get nothing and like it. That's how it works here. Jackson Bowers says, what's up? Tuning in for the first time. Trying to find out who Phil is drafting next so I can snipe his ass. I edit his ass. <laughs> I'm try- I, Jackson has won multiple leagues in the Double Deuce uh, Dynasty server, and I can't even remember which ones he's won. I don't know if he won the Double Deuce Baseball last year or year one, maybe. I don't know. Jackson's very good. He's a, he's a fellow uh, Maryland alumni. That's why I keep him around, though. I can't kick him out. Hey, all right, Maryland. Cool. Yeah, I used to kick it in Maryland. Had some good times there. Spent two years of my life in Annapolis area. Oh, what a yeah. nice time it was. Um, you know, real quickly on our draft, uh, I've had a few hiccups in the beginning, but I'm, I'm running pretty smooth now. Everything's fine. You know, a couple auto picks. And Phil was very gracious as a commissioner to allow me to replace my Max Scherzer for Lucas Giolito. And some people might say, hey, who cares if it's Dynasty? Max Scherzer's still going to be very helpful right now. But, eh, I mean, he's going to help now. I do think he'll have a nice season in 2022, whenever the hell that is. But I'd rather <laughs> so, have Giolito. Uh, he's 28. Kyle uh, Pitcher Diggs, who is in the league uh, with us, his Pitcher Diggs uh, projection for Giolito was, is strong, like a five war for the upcoming season. So I was pumped to see that as a White Sox fan. So I think Giolito's a great pick. Yes. Yay! <laughs> yeah, Jad, what's up, Jasper? Jasper's in the Dynasty draft, too. Uh, how's your yeah. team going, Jasper? Let us know in the live chat here. He says, sorry I'm late. Was watching some dude play a forest by the cure, which is, yeah, you know, sometimes that happens. And go Terps. All right, yeah. Well, that basketball team sucks this year, doesn't it, Jackson? Fear the, yeah, Terjan. Anyway, different show. Well, the, we'll have to have a the different coach show resigned. The coach right. resigned during the year, so that's, in November, it's not fair to the kids. No, yeah, that was early. That was weird. Very odd. All right, he walked so, in the ad's. He walked in the ad's office and said the fans were being mean to him, so he was quitting. Wait a minute. So did you go to Maryland, Phil? I, I yes, I graduated from there. I transferred there. I didn't uh, know so that. I, really, I went to the uh, for the first few years of college. I went to the prestigious Grand Valley State University in Allendale, Damn! Michigan. GVSU Lakers, Louis the Laker, and then uh, transferred to Maryland for to finish my bachelor's. Wow, 
Yeah, I had no idea. I figured we might have covered that at some point since I lived in Maryland for two years. Cool. All right. Yeah. You go to the Green Turtle, get shit-faced. Yeah. Santa Fe. <laughs> Bill go to Towson and meet a bunch of uh, blonde women. I think Towson is 80% blonde females, just for the record. So. <laughs> that was my experience as an Uber driver. That doesn't mean it'll be everyone's experience, but as of 2019, that's how it was. So. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to the AL East to talk about these prospects. Yeah. So we'll try to cover as much as we can in our half hour, power half hour, as always. Speaking of Maryland, Ooh. the first Must- team on our list hails from Away. Baltimore, Maryland. Hey, one of the finest ballparks in Major League Baseball, Camden Yards. They're moving their fences back. Oh, yeah. bye. Is that going to affect these prospects? Intriguing. Yeah, good for an organization that had a ton of pitching prospects waiting to contribute like this year next year which is what baltimore has so very so, interesting they decided this offseason to, to push it so we had three that we decided to do here because our show is so short we're giving you three and then maybe a deep cut because phil is known when he wrote a rotor baller that was his thing he had these deep cuts beyond the 250 deep deep players that are gonna still serve you well in dynasty so let's start from three to one who's number three on the orioles Number three on the Baltimore Orioles is D.L. Hall, a lefty hurler who I debated whether he should be three, two, or one, to be honest with you. I think it's pretty close among this top three because they're three really good prospects. So uh, Hall had some health issues last year, but I think his stuff is at least as good or maybe even a tick better than Grayson Rodriguez's stuff. Really? Uh, And he's a a left-hander. So there's a lot to like. He's, He's got... Um, the kind of stuff that'll strike guys out at that next level. He's just got to stay healthy. But he's a guy I think we need to know for redraft this year, potentially. So you expect that he'll probably come up at some point, maybe midseason, yeah. a little bit later? Uh, yeah, mid, yeah, That's probably around midseason sounds about right. June, July, All-Star break time. Okay. Depending on things. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Hall pitch as long as he's healthy. That's kind of the yeah. key for him. I really like Hall a lot, and there's I think there's a lot of arguments and debate about who's the better pitcher between Rodriguez and Hall, and number two happens to be Grayson Rodriguez. What do you know? So, really, you could switch one of these around. It wouldn't matter to you? Yeah, I kind of went back, and I sort of winged the lists here, so I just went based on my gut. Trust um, that gut. It's a healthy gut. I think Gray Rod deserves the two spot. Some might say he might even be the one. Um because he proved last year that he could kind of pitch at elite level for uh, like a full season, mm-hmm. which is exciting and enticing. And it's something that I think when, when he came out uh, for his draft year, a lot of people thought he might be this kind of guy based on his frame. He's got a great starting pitching build. He's tall, broad-shouldered. Um, his mechanics are um, not very high effort. So when you watch him pitch, he doesn't look like he's – uh, overthrowing or overexerting himself, like a Verlander. Uh, so, uh, yeah, kind of. Actually, that's not oh. a bad. Uh, he's maybe a little thicker than Justin, but uh, yeah, okay. it's it's a it's a repeatable delivery. He's kind of had it since he was a prop, and a lot of people said, "Well, he'll probably be able to add a velocity to the fastball as he matures," which is totally what happened. So I think the fastball was up ninety seven, ninety eight last year. He he really looks like he could be the real deal, and he's another guy for redraft that should be up this year too. I would love to get my hands on either one of these guys. I think Rodriguez is slightly more palatable in terms of a higher ceiling, but it, 
you know, both these guys could be elite pitchers. Maybe yep. one's a two and one's a one. And yeah. if he's a three and a one, that's still great news too for Baltimore because they need, they always need pitching. It just seems like they always have needed pitching most of our life. You know, think about yeah. all the years, all the starters since, over uh, the years. Since like, like Mussina. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Probably. Didn't they have Oral Hirschheiser for a minute? Or am I thinking? No, that was Cleveland, I feel oh, like. Cleveland. but. Uh, I think Jeremy Guthrie was actually his best years were in Baltimore, which is see that's where we're, we're grasping here, man. We're grasping. So Chris Benson, Chris Benson. He, oh, he was married to Anna Benson. She was not ugly. I will say that. <laughs> uh, all right. So number one, it's no surprise. Ding, ding, ding. It's Adley Roochman. Yep. I think he's great for real life. I think he's great for fantasy. I think people maybe are underselling him a little bit for fantasy because a lot of people say, well, I don't believe in catchers and and dynasty or whatever. But So this is a switch hitting catcher with the potential to post a 300, 400, 600 slash line uh, within the next couple years. One of the best collegiate players we've seen in the last decade. Um, his defense was excellent last year. They said he's an excellent framer. Um, he's a very good leader on the field. Uh, he's really got pretty much everything. He can hit for power. He's got a lot of raw power. Um, so there's a chance that when he gets to the majors, he hits for even more power than what we've seen so far. Um, and either way, he's going to get on base and he's going to hit yeah. for average. So, and he's a switch hitter. There's really, I, it's hard to find a hole in this game. A lot of people just don't like him because he's a catcher. So, um, but the last time I checked, I've got to play a catcher in every fantasy league I'm in. Do you blame Baltimore, the COVID pandemic, or his lack of ability to kind of grow at a pace? Because it seems like he should have been up by now. I I know we had 2020 that set a lot of people back, so I understand that. But he's 24 now. It's like this guy was yeah. so polished; he should have been up sooner. It feels like. Yeah, I mean, I think he could have probably caught for the big league team the year they drafted him. So uh, it, I think it's just a systemic thing in baseball based on tradition, based on the CBA rules uh, that keeps those kids down in the minors for a couple of years before they get started in their big league career. And also Baltimore was terrible, so I guess there's no rush to bring him up either. Yeah, but that's also a reason to bring him up. So I don't know what the yeah. hell those people are doing. Well, it, he starts pre- working it wasn't a prep prospect. He was a college polished prospect. Now, there is uh, just thinking Christian brought up Rodriguez there. They might have wanted him in the minors with Grayson, with D.L. Hall and Bradish and Bauman and all these kids that will be the next part of their rotation, working with those guys each level mm-hmm. so that they have a rapport before they start throwing in the majors together. So that's I'm sure that's part of it. And look, I don't know everything about player development either. So what? Oh my god, that is shocking news! I can't believe it. Phil just said that. You can follow Phil on Twitter, Phil of Sports, P H I L of Sports. I'm MJ Govier. Of course, Plausible Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. That's a standard issue thing we do here. Catfish Paul says, "Give me Rodriguez." Catfish Yay. Paul. That's a sweet Brandon. name. Look at that cool little emoji avatar thing you got going on there. You look. Is that a man bun? I don't know. That's Brandon from the Double Deuce, and Brandon hey! will on his on his Twitch. He will live stream our drafts. And oh, he does. Share them for like the two people that maybe want to come watch a Fantrax draft. Yeah, who watches those? That's impressive. I don't wow. know, but uh, I always like that Brandon does that. 
don't be that guy. I, I would be that guy. That sounds like a lot of fun to me. All right, so yep. we covered the big three. Who is the deep sleeper play here? Who's the deep cut Who's in Baltimore system? Oh, Connor, yeah, Connor Norby, uh, he was a really good collegiate baseball player for Eastern Carolina. Hit over 400 his last two years of college. Ops about a 1,100 last year. Um, he should be second base and third base eligible for you in fantasy. Uh, he's going to play in the bigs because he makes a lot of contact. He can also get on base. He's got just enough pop to be a little dangerous. He's got a, just enough speed to steal some bags. I was trying to think of like who who he maybe is is similar to. I'm not great at comps, but Abraham Toro is a guy that popped in my head. So just kind of like a nice all around player that can do a lot of things for a big league club, and maybe turns into a compiler type guy for your fantasy team. So Connor Norby, um, and he'd be I think 2021 draft. So he should be a FYPD guy that you could think about. Connor Norby. Wow, that's someone I'm not aware of. So that's why we do the show. We give you a big three plus one on the AL East edition of the Plausible Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour. It's always a doozy. It's Everybody a knows doozy. that. Uh, Deanna's checking in saying yes. I don't know what she's excited about, but we're glad to yeah. have you here, Deanna. Welcome. Next on the list, we're going to Bastin. Ba- that was a terrible accent. Bastin. What does that sound like? It sounds like an asshole saying Boston. Although, Massholes would say it a lot better, so... We should just probably leave it to them. Yeah, I Number three. Yeah, I can't do that one either. Number three is Nick York. Who is Nick York? Yeah. Nick York kind of, uh, a lot of people were surprised when the Red Sox took him in the draft. Uh, he was a prep prospect out of California that didn't have a lot of pre-draft helium. Um, but all he's done as a professional is hit. It's crazy. So um, he's a guy to, and he's young enough that he could continue developing some more power. Uh, he should hit for average. He should get on base. Second base prospect, so that oh. might not float your boat as much, but I personally don't care if he's going to hit. You're always going to need a second baseman. Last time I tracked your fantasy lineups, too. So kind of a surprise oh. guy, but he's he's climbing up their system. And um, number three now could be – I don't know that he jumps past Marcelo Meyer, but uh, could be the number two prospect in the system next year when Cassis graduates. Is there any type of – you said he's kind of like a professional hitter. Reminds me of Kevin Euclid when you say that. It's the Boston system, so I'm making comps within the system. A, a, lot, guy of that wasn't... a lot of contact. A lot of contact, though. So, like, he could be batting a batting title type guy. A batting title type guy, but not as a slash and dash. Not like a Rod Carew or something. He's going to hit for pop, too. Ooh, Rod Carew. Uh, Jasper Springer wants to know. He's, get, he's getting killed. He's getting sniped like crazy in our... <laughs> Double deuce dynasty points draft, which is, I mean, you know, hey, Jasper, this is what you signed up for. It's what you wanted. But he wants to know, what are your thoughts on Estevan Floria? Estevan Floria. Yeah, Floria, the L dropped off there. Estevan Florial of uh, the Yankees. So, oh. yeah, the L just dropped off in the, in the question. You know, he was super highly touted. Um, and it just has never clicked for the guy. But I'm going to look him up on the fly here. He's still young, I believe. Well, so, spoiler alert, he's not in the top three for Phil's Yankee edition today. He's not, but he's still he's still he's only 24, just turned 24. Um he was at AAA last year, got a little time in the in the show last year as a 23-year-old. He's athletic. His, his I think his issue is always he's kind of struck out a bit too much. Uh if you wanna if there is such a thing as striking out too much. I think it's just well for the on. lack of power. 
Seems well, like. he can still – he's got some pop. He's got some speed. He could be a 2020 guy if everything clicks for him. Um, I think it's really probably the contact. He's got to be um, maybe striking out below 30% of the time for the Yankees to look at him long term. But look at in a really deep league like the one we're drafted in as a flyer, he, he's not the worst guy you could take because he's close to the bigs. So you'll know in the next year if he's worth keeping or not. Um, and if he does make it, he does have a lot of upside. So. Okay. All right. Well, I can get on board with that. I, I don't think I'm interested right now, but you know more than I do. So three cheers to Phil. <laughs> Congratulations. Okay. All right. Let's get back to Boston. Uh, Tristan Casas. We all know the story with Tristan Casas. I don't think there's much that else that needs to be said. He's one of the most well-known prospects in the game by now. Yeah. I think he's ready to rock. I'm excited to see him up. I think he was very good in the Olympics, um, which I always like to look at he was good in like the um pre-olympic what do they call that tournament played for team usa in the, the super eight i can't remember what they call it but it was like the qualifying tournament um so he's good against good competition um there's a chance that if he kind of lets the swing loose a little bit he hits for more power than what we've seen so far in the minors because he has sort of reined it in i believe to try and make more contact and get on base so Rain it in. Um, he's a first baseman um but he should be fine there, athletic enough to play first for a long time. I told you this a few months ago. Whoever that guy was at first pitch doesn't like it. Doesn't like his swing. <laughs> yeah, doesn't yeah. think he has what it takes. I know I got my notes in here. I still. I wish I knew this guy's name. I, I, I got to ask somebody. Someone's got to know who that guy was. He was the last guy that spoke at first pitch on Sunday last fall in Arizona. If you're seeing this or hearing this, let me know who that guy was. He talked for like an hour, and apparently he was a reputable dude who's been around the game for decades. So... I just didn't catch his name. <laughs> but uh, he had plenty to say about Mr. Casas. And number one for the Boston Red Sox. Marcelo Meyer. Uh, he was their number one pick in the draft. Shortstop. That looks like he's got the total package. Um, we'll see how quick we'll see how quick he moves. I mean, it's just sometimes the prep shortstops pan out. Sometimes you get Royce Lewis. So, um, <laughs> you know, Let's Royce he's better Lewis. than Bogarts. Right, yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. I guess, I guess Xander's probably going to age off the position in the next. Oh yeah, think, three years, two, three max. years. Yeah, yeah, Max. Yeah, yeah. So Meyer should be the he should be the logical replacement when that happens. Um, I haven't seen a ton of him, so I would not make any kind of bold proclamations about him right now. Um, based on the stats, I've he looks it, the stats look good, but they don't look anything groundbreaking to me. I do have Brady House ahead of him for FYPDs. I think House maybe has more upside. Um, but look, let's see. So it could be completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, you. Oh my God! Don't blow this. Do not blow this. Who's the sleeper though? Who's the deep play in the Boston system? That's what people want to know because that's what you yeah. do best. Who did Uncle Phil put as a sleeper? Oh, Noah Song. So a Navy uh, no, man. Yeah, he was a uh, pitching prospect uh pitched for the naval academy in college um and then they made him go to they made him go to flight school um so he's missed a bunch of baseball time because they would not give him the exception to miss uh, that'll happen to play pro ball um so but we should see him this year he looked fantastic in college he was kind of overpowering guys fastball was like 95 96 really sharp breaker um, he might be a guy that people have just forgotten about a bit. So if you're in a deeper dynasty league, um, he's he's a sleeper candidate to pick up late, I think. 
Hmm, man, that's a really good call here. Uh, I always like to shit on the Yankees, so we'll skip the Yankees. Let's go to Tampa Bay. Let's go down to Tampa Bay. Number three, Vidal Brujan. Yeah, the uh, Tampa Bay slash uh, Puerto Rico slash Montreal Devil Rays, right? <laughs> that's right. Uh, Vidal Brujan. So I think I'm maybe a little, little lower on Vidal than most not that he's bad and third overall in a very stacked race system is good. Um, but I just think a lot of people are expecting a power outburst to still come from him based on how he looks. And I just, we haven't seen it happen yet. So yeah. I would not buy him based on expecting the power to come to a point where he's like a 20 or 25 home run guy. Ozzy Albies or something is I think what people think he'll develop into. Um, that being said, he should steal bags and he should yep. give you second base outfield eligibility and he can handle shortstop so maybe he's a second base shortstop outfield eligible type guy and he's a switch hitter um and he's an extremely hardworking player so uh i think he's got a major league career ahead of him um i just don't i don't know that the ceiling's as high as as people think it might be yeah that's what i feel as well in fantasy purposes in particular i think he's a really good player in real life yeah again it seems odd franco and brujan are both guys that are great baseball players but for fantasy yeah. purposes they take a little bit of a hit so it's fascinating yeah. they're both kind of like that i will say depending on your format so that points league format that we're in now wander oh is yeah wander is great in that so it does depend on format but Oh, it is. Yeah. If we're talking standard five by five. Yeah. But if five you're outside five, of that, it's a little different. you get yep. points leagues where, you know, you get doubles, triples, all that stuff. Absolutely. That's a game changer. And then uh, Josh Lowe is number two. Is Josh Lowe going to be an impact player in 2022? Yeah, I think he will be. Um, wow. I think he's a guy that might surprise you for redraft that you should maybe be thinking about late in drafts to take a dart throw on. Um, I think he'll run more and steal more bags than we think. Uh, and he'll hit for power. He just might not hit for a ton of average. But if he's an OBP league, obviously that's a better fit for you than batting average league. Uh, Jackson wants to know any bonus thoughts on Xavier Edwards or Greg Jones, who are also – I know Xavier's a raise. Is Greg Jones a raise yes. prospect as well? Yeah, they both are. Xavier's kind of a – I like Xavier. Uh, he's an avoid for me. I don't know. I don't see him doing – He's a he, lesser Bruhan, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's – he's. Um, I think he has a lot less power than Bruhan. He's more yeah. like a, maybe like a Nick Madrigal. Maybe like a Nick yeah. Madrigal that plays shortstop. But he can steal uh, a bunch of bases and I think hit for a good average. That's the only thing you're going to get, though. So. Yeah. Greg Jones is really exciting. Uh, Greg Jones had a great year last year. He could be he could be a five-category contributor. Is this former Jacksonville Jaguar fullback slash running back, Florida State Seminole, Greg Jones? <laughs> it's his son, actually. No, Greg wow. Jones went to uh, UNC Wilmington. UNC Wilmington. Seahawks. The yes. Seahawks. The uh, alma mater of my former prospect crush, Casey Golden, uh, mm. who, I, who I hope is still pursuing his dreams. Casey oh. UNC Wilmington's put out some players. Wow, the Seahawks. I love UNC Wilmington. Always fun in basketball. When they make the tournament, I root for yeah. them. Radiant Cultivation says, Dudes, Charlie from the Deuce Verse here. What did Cameron Miser getting moved to Tampa Bay do for his future outlook, bro? Hey, Charlie, what's up, man? I'm glad you came. Uh, we were talking chat earlier. I told him to show up. So I'm glad he's hey, here. Hell yeah. We're going to get Woo-hoo. him on. We're going to get him on sometime and we're going to talk uh, Liga Dominica, Lidom. He's a big Lidom fan. He watched like the whole season this year. So, okay. Um, we got so, experts here. 
Yeah. So uh, I forget who we're talking about. <laughs> oh, we're talking about Cameron Meisner. He's in. Oh yeah. Look, he's in Tampa uh, now. He left Miami. He had a nice fall league, and you always like if the Rays go and acquire somebody. You think that maybe that means there's something there. It very well could be. Um, they're they're so stacked with those type of um, corn guys that can play in an outfield corner that he's really going to have to do something crazy to to secure like regular playing time. I think. Yes. Um, He's a lefty bat, though, so he should be the better side of a platoon if they platoon him. He's super athletic. He's, like, one of the best-looking guys in a baseball uniform. Like, even – like, I remember that in college when he was at Missouri. He just looked fantastic physique in the baseball uniform. So, hmm. Charlie's at the beach. Yeah, Port Orford. I've never been to Port Orford. Uh, Matthew says, give me two. You talk. Of course. You give got it, man. You asked for it. You shall receive, Matthew. You caught us at the tail end here. I want to go real back. Quickly to the Jeter Downs comment from Jasper. Jeter Downs might not be as good as you think he is. Uh, Phil, do you agree with that? Yeah, pro- I think that kind of happened last year. So it's weird. It might be a thing where there's a bounce back and then he becomes a buy again. Um, heard some real bad things about him from people who seem to know prospects, not like random comments on Twitter or anything, just actual prospect people who yeah. said that uh, he's not into the game, uh, he's lazy. Uh, these were things that were talked about at first pitch again that were brought yeah. up. So who knows? I, don't know. I, I definitely don't know enough to proclaim whether a player is lazy or not at playing the game. Neither so. am I. Neither am I. Uh, so. He's, you know, he's been successful and Boston traded for him from the Dodger system. So it was the big I don't know. I think a lot of personality concerns. I don't know that they would have pulled the trigger on that. It was huge. It was Downs and Connor Wong. I like Connor yeah. Wong this year, by the way. We're not talking about uh, the Dodgers or wait a minute, the Red Sox because he's on the Red right. Sox now, but Connor Wong will actually be fantasy useful this year. Mark my words real quickly. I like it. And then Jasper says, "What Nick Bitsko. How about Nick? Is that like Sergeant Bilko? That's what that makes me think of. <laughs> That's such a stupid like a, like a, uh, It's like a European cookie brand. Mm, Nick Bitsko. Bitsko. That's like Bischoff. Like yeah. Mm. Would you like a Nick Bitsko? Can I get a Biscoff? Yeah, Biscoff and tea. That sounds good. Um. Bitsko, I don't know a ton about, but I know he is a, a well-regarded prep uh, righty. I um, think he's relatively tall, throws hard. Um, couldn't tell you what he did last year. But, yeah, as a, as a project guy, um, he's in the right org um, and could be worth a stamp. He's just going to be a longer-term project for your dynasty team just like in real life. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, so you're number one. we got to close out the show here, so we'll stop with Tampa today, and we'll finish this next time. Don't worry. But uh, Shane Baz is your number one. Yeah. That's a no-brainer. Easy call there. I don't think that really requires further elaboration. But no. Ian Seymour is your sleeper in the Tampa system. Who is Ian Seymour? Yeah, Virginia Tech left-hander. is about six feet tall. Uh, very much a bulldog on the mound. Uh, attacks hitters. A smart pitcher. Throws one of these four-seam riding fastballs, which are all the rage. Super flat. So vertical approach angle, flat release, or excuse me, low release leads to a what a quote unquote flat, flat fastball. We'd always call these rising fastballs back in the day, right? Just a rising fastball that that works really well up in the zone, gets whiffs, and gets whiffs even lower if he misses with it. So um, Tampa Bay is going to use him. Uh, I think he can start, but if not, he's going to be one of these weird lefties that maybe is a bolt guy for him too. So. And there's profit in those guys, especially with Tampa. Absolutely. And there you have it. It is another edition of the Plotso Podcast. 
Prospects Power Half Hour. We want to thank you for joining us. Phil Goyette is the man. We talked to ALE's prospects. We'll finish the rest of ALE's so we get back to you next time, next week, every Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Live chat, ask questions, connect with us, tweet at us. You got a whole week in between shows where you can tweet at us, yeah. get the conversation going online. I know there's a lockout and it kind of bums some people out, but based on the excitement we get here in the live chat with the shows, there's plenty of interest and excitement about Dynasty Baseball. So, you know, I'm not going to buy that, that nobody cares because that's just a bunch of BS. So please. Reach out to us. Connect with us. Grow with us. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's from Let's Phil's mouth. Uh, follow Phil on Twitter, Phil of Sports. I'm MJ Govier. Plausible Podcast, two L's. Utah. Two Z's. Give me two. And we thank you for 200 subscribers, guys. You did it. Thank you so much. We're going to go out on the music on top. 200 subs. All thanks to you guys. We'll see you next time on the Plato Podcast. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.